106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome back to the show. Got a uh, few movies to talk about, more than a few, but uh, a lot less than I usually talk about, I feel like. Um, and I also am going to be talking about the newest episode of The Mandalorian, um, episode six. Uh, also, before any of that, I'm going to be talking about two pieces of news that I'll probably talk about somewhat in depth for both. Um, and yeah, let's just get into that first. Um, so the first thing I will say before the thing I think is, uh, the bigger piece of news, uh, Haley Steinfeld, who you might know from, uh, movies such as Pitch Perfect 2 and 3, also Bumblebee from 2018, The Edge of 17, um, the show Dickinson on Apple TV Plus, which I have not watched, but, well, I can't say I've heard good things, because I haven't really heard any reviews of it, but, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good to me, I guess, um, obviously, I haven't fully watched it, so, can't form a full opinion, apparently, she was in Spider-Man or the Spider-Verse, who did she play? Uh, oh yeah, she was, um, she was, uh, Gwen Stacy, aka Spider-Woman. Um, yeah, I don't know if I said True Grit yet, but yeah, she was in True Grit. I believe that was, uh, one of her standout roles, um, that kind of boosted her into the public eye a little bit more. I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard great things about it, and I also heard that she kind of stole the show, so um, I think she's a great actress. Um, but yeah, Haley Steinfeld, she's going to be playing Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series for Disney+, Plus. which, if I'm being honest, I thought I heard a while back that they uh, they weren't going to do do the Hawkeye series anymore, but I guess that's not true. Um, which I'm happy about because I actually really like the character of Hawkeye. Um, and I really like what, uh, Jeremy Rayner or Renner or however you want to say it. I like his rendition of the character. Uh, I haven't really read the comics, so I'm not, you know, too, uh, I don't know. I'm not too well versed in, um, you know, the culture and knowing about these characters uh, from the comics, I can only say from the movies. Um, especially Hawkeye, I really have never seen him in any comics before. Um, I've only really read uh, Civil War, and I'm pretty sure that's kind of it. 
well, I've also read some Batman ones, but, um, yeah, nothing, nothing Marvel. But anyways, yeah, Kate Bishop is basically, uh, Hawkeye's apprentice, um, and she'll be the next Hawkeye, which is setting up, like, the new Avengers, I think it's called. Um, I forget who else is going to be in that new Avengers team. Um, I believe... Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, should be part of that since they're making that series. Um, which I am looking forward to, but also, you know, not really knowing what to expect. My only, my only, uh, exposure to that character was in the Marvel Avengers game that came out this year. And, uh, yeah, that really wasn't a good game, <clears throat> and I also didn't finish it, but, yeah, I just have to say, like, maybe that's not the best adaptation, and maybe it'll be different. I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot different from what we see in the game, because they really didn't show a whole lot of, like, her backstory and stuff, just only her, her, uh, grandpa, I believe, or her dad, I, I think it's her grandpa, though, um, <clears throat> But, yeah, this show should be pretty good. I've seen a few set photos. Um, particularly, I was looking for Haley Steinfeld's character, Kate Bishop. Um, I was just kind of trying to see if there were zoomed-in pictures to see if it, it was actually her. Um um, or if it was a stunt double or a different actress, because at, at the time I wasn't sure if the news that broke out or that came out about, um, her playing Kate Bishop, I, I wasn't sure if that was a legit or not. Um, but obviously it is now from those set photos. Um, I didn't get a close look at Hawkeye. Uh, but I'm sure he'll still look cool. I wonder if he's still rocking that haircut from, uh, Avengers Endgame. Also, sorry I'm talking through this really slow. It's kind of late right now, but, um, I wanted to, uh, record this now rather than later on. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, the next piece of news that is huge, and I'm probably going to talk about this for a little bit. Uh, Warner Brothers announced that all their 2021 releases will be available on HBO Max for a month in the following year. So yeah, next year, um, 2021, all their releases, I don't know if it's, it's probably not going to be all at once. It'll probably be spread out throughout the year, but, um, all their releases for next year are going to be released on HBO Max and will be available, available for a month. Uh, they'll also go to theaters, wherever theaters are open, really. Um, but it'll be available the same day as it's released in theaters. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it starts on December 25th, it says in the promotion video that they put out, or the pro promotional video they put out for it. Um, and that just means 
Wonder Woman 1984, I believe it's called. Um, which I will review when it comes out. Don't know if I'll watch it on Christmas Day or not. There's two movies coming out on Christmas Day that I know of. That movie and also Pixar's Soul. Again, don't know if I'm going to watch them on Christmas Day. Also don't know if I'm going to do a podcast the day after Christmas. Because uh, Christmas falls on a Friday this year. And I usually record slash post on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> and I'm debating on not posting. But we'll see. Um, there's a slight chance I might post on an, um, the 24th. Or not the 24th. The 23rd. Which would be Wednesday. Um, sometimes I post on Wednesdays. Rarely, but I might do that. Or I might not. I might just skip out on a week. But, yeah. Leading into January and all that. I'll still be talking about all these, uh, all these Disney and animated movies. Because there's just so much. Um, and it's taken me a long time to get through it. I'm also watching Game of Thrones right now. I just wrapped up, uh, season two and very much enjoying it so far. Um, so I'll probably have a review for that early January, I think, um, for the whole series and trying to think, um, oh yeah. Also, Selena, the series, just came out on Netflix, so I'm probably going to watch that. Uh, I have a lot to watch um, next week, so I might not end up watching it next week, but I probably will the week after. Um, and if not that, then, you know, I'll get to it eventually. It's on my list of things to watch. Also, uh, that movie Mank, I believe it's called, just came out on Netflix with uh, Amanda Seyfried and uh, who else is in that movie? Where's my notes on that? I haven't, haven't reviewed it yet, or I haven't even watched it yet, um, but I have the notes ready, although I don't know where they are, so I'm just going to search it. Um, so I can give you guys the cast. Uh, Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, um, hold on, I'll get more. Um, <clears throat> so it's a film about the development of the script for Citizen Kane. I should probably watch Citizen Kane, uh, before I watch this movie, I feel like, because I've, I've never seen Citizen Kane, the reviews are pretty good for this movie, though, um, oh yeah, Lily Collins is also in this movie, uh, Tom Burke, which I'm not familiar with, but he's playing Orson Welles in this, which is a name I, uh, very much recognize, um, nobody else that really, like, stands out fully to me not to say that it's a bad cast i just don't recognize many of these people but uh for the most part it seems like there's a really good cast with gary oldman and uh 
Lily Collins and Amanda Seyfried. I actually really like all those actors, especially Lily Collins. She was great in uh, that Extremely Wicked. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it Extremely Wicked because it's such a long title and I can never fully remember it. But um, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. It's all in black and white. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 very excited to watch it. I don't know if I'll do it next week or what'll happen there. The idea for next week is I'm gonna be doing uh originals versus live action remakes for the Disney movies. Uh Mulan is free on Disney Plus now. Uh the twenty twenty version, the live action remake, so I'm going to be watching a bunch of movies. Uh, I already watched a bunch of the originals. Uh, I just got to watch, like, the original Mulan and then the live-action remake. Actually, where's my list? Uh, I don't know. Shoot. I literally just... Here it is. Okay. So things I have to watch before... Next Saturday, uh, the original Mulan, the live-action remake of Mulan, the live-action remake of The Lion King, live-action remake of The Aladdin, live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, uh, live-action remake of 101 Dalmatians, as well as Lady and the Tramp, the original Dumbo, the live-action remake of Dumbo, uh, live action remake of Jungle Book, uh, Maleficent, Cinderella, live action remake one, uh, 2011's Winnie the Pooh, I'm, I just decided to watch that one so I can watch Christopher Robin, even though I, like, grew up watching Winnie the Pooh, I just kind of wanted some, something to reference it off of when I watch Christopher Robin, so yeah, I'll be watching Christopher Robin as well. Uh, and also the live-action remake of Alice in Wonderland. So... Uh, if I counted correctly, it should be like 15 movies that I have to watch before uh, next Saturday, which shouldn't be too hard because that's all I'm going to watch, I think. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a lot of, a lot to watch, but shouldn't be too bad. Sounds like a lot to people on the outside, probably, but for me, it's pretty normal. But yeah, more on the, uh, HBO Max Warner Brothers 2021 release thing, uh, so, the releases are going to be Dune, In the Heights, which I'm so excited for. I was actually just thinking about that the other day before the the news broke. I was like, man, I really want to watch that, but I have no idea when it's going to come out. Still don't know when it's going to come out, but, um, you know, at least, at least there's some frame of reference I hope I'm 
saying that phrase correctly. Um, also, The Matrix 4, which I honestly didn't know was ready to be released. I thought they weren't even filming it yet, to be honest. But um shows you what I know. But yeah, I guess I have to go and watch all the other Matrix movies before. I've seen the first one, just not two and three, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and rewatch the original and then watch the other two as well and then review them, obviously. Um, also, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I actually just talked about last week, I believe. Um, yeah, I did. Um, that uh, there was... It was most likely going to go to HBO Max. Um, and now it is. Also, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is the third Conjuring film. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it, but that title just sucks. Um, also, what else is there? Tom and Jerry, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad. Um, and then there's some other ones that I have never heard of. Um, if you guys are interested, you guys can look it up. But those are definitely like the big blockbuster ones. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for all these movies to come out. I will definitely watch and review all of them. Um, even the ones that I've never heard of, probably. Probably. Man, I need to stop slurring my words together. I always do that. It's kind of kind of a Michigander thing. Um, but yeah, that is all for the news right now. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff out there, but this is just the stuff that I found interesting. Um, now I want to talk about Season 2, Episode 6 of The Mandalorian. I will give you a non-spoil- non-spoiler review uh, and then I'll give you guys a spoiler warning, and then I'll get into it, um, so yeah, non-spoiler review here, Whew. so, how do I review this without spoiling anything, I guess I'll just give you, like, a general review, this episode was pretty good, there's a lot to enjoy about it, and it had a lot of fun surprises. And, uh, yeah, it's really hard to review these episodes now without spoiling anything. Um, now that we're getting deeper into the season, especially with this episode, um, because theoretically, it was a pretty tame, well, not tame episode. But it all just, like, took place in one, pretty much one specific area. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to explain without spoiling anything. But as far as, like, you know, things going on and them going places, you know, they really don't go anywhere. They stay at one place the whole time. Um, also, Baby Yoda, I'm just gonna say Baby Yoda, in case people are holding off to watch season two, uh, 
even though I'm sure sure most of you have heard the news of what his actual name is. Um, yeah, basically, he kind of takes a little bit of a backseat in this episode, which isn't a bad thing, because it is called The Mandalorian. Um, it's not called Baby Yoda. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously I love Baby Yoda, but, you know. I love these episodes where Mando kind of gets to shine the most, you know. Um, kind of just, you know, being a badass and such. Um, well, for the most part. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to review this episode specifically without spoiling anything. Just because there's just so much. But, um... Yeah, it, I thought last episode was, would be hard to top, and this one topped it for sure for me. I'm surprised that it did, but it did. Um, There were just moments where I was just like laughing hysterically, not because anything was funny, just because it was so fucking cool. Um, ah, man, this episode was dope. I really want to go back and rewatch it almost. Um, but, yeah, uh, I feel like it's even a spoiler to say the title, but I guess I will, uh, the title of this episode is The Tragedy, um, and now I'm gonna get into spoilers, so skip ahead, maybe, like, I'll say, like, five-ish minutes, skip ahead to, like, 2630. 2630. Alright, sound good? Cool. Alright, so this episode, holy shit. So Mando's taking Grogu to, uh, I forget the what the planet's called, but he has to take him to this, like, rock formation, put him on the stone, and he'll feel out through the force and try to find other Jedi, and hopefully they can come and help but, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, this is the episode where Mando meets Boba Fett officially. Also, Finnick is back from the Gunslinger episode, I believe it's called. Um, from the first season where he had, uh, I forget that other guy's name. But, basically, they were going out to the desert, and she was, like, the sharpshooter or whatever. And, uh, she ended up getting, quote-unquote, killed. But, um... At the end of that episode, the um, mysterious figure, which we now know as Boba Fett, um, walked up to her body. But, uh, yeah, now she's back. She kind of has, like, some cyborg robot parts where she was shot, um, which I thought was pretty cool looking. Uh, Oh, damn. Also, a lot of good, like... Stormtrooper versus Boba versus Finnick versus Mando. Um, specifically, Finnick and Boba kind of kind of took the cake for me. Also, holy shit, the Razor Crest is destroyed now. Um, but luckily, we got Boba's ship that they're going to go on. He has Boba's help as well as Finnick's help. And I'm sure... Oh yeah, he's looking for Mayfeld too, but... Uh, Bill Burr's character from season one looking for him for help also gonna 
Uh, also trying to get help from uh, Cara Dune. I'm sure he'll try to get help from uh, what's his face. Um, I always forget his name. It's not. I always get him and Moff Gideon mixed up. Because um, their names, I feel like, are kind of similar. Mandalorian cast. Uh, oh, of course, Google doesn't want to show me. Because Google is stupid. Where's fucking... IMDb, there it is. That's what I want. Who does Carl Weathers play? Grief Karga. Yeah, Grief Karga, Moff Gideon. I mean, they're not that similar, but at the same time, all these names get so fucking confusing. Um, especially since Grief Karga kind of sounds like a bad guy's name anyway. But, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he'll want to try to get grief cargo's help as well um <clears throat> but yeah uh I'm trying to think of yeah he's still got his beskar uh spear but baby yoda was taken by the dark trooper thingies like the flying ones that we saw at the end of one of the episodes or whatever that moff gideon was in like the room with um when he learned about the tracker being put on uh the razor crest but yeah now baby yoda is held captive by moff gideon he was fucking yeeting around a bunch of uh bunch of <laughs> fucking stormtroopers and uh also uh fucking moff gideon shows him his dark saber and he kind of tries to touch it, I think, for a second. But he's like, oh, no, don't do that. Um, but, yeah, basically, he's like, Baby Yoda's, like, out. They hit him with, like, that thing that they hit Princess Leia with in A New Hope. The Stormtroopers did. That just, like, made her pass out, basically. And then they cuffed him up. So he can't use the Force, I guess. Um so yeah, things are looking kind of dire, but also really ramping up. And I loved every fucking uh, uh, fucking Boba Fett moment there was. <laughs> Once he got his armor back, it was just the coolest shit ever. That's when I was super excited. Just all those moments were great. And I look forward to his series if he gets one on Disney Disney Plus. Okay, and now I'm done with spoilers. So. Hopefully the people that skipped ahead didn't accidentally skip ahead too little and hear something they didn't want to hear. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to talk about all that because that was a great episode. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some movies. Uh, so the I'll start with... Uh, some Pixar movies. I have three to talk about. Or no, not three. Four to talk about. Um, and after I talk about these four, these are the last four that I need to talk about in terms of Pixar movies. Um, I've reviewed all of them except for these ones. 
So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is Finding Nemo, which came out in 2003. And, uh, what can I say about this movie? It's a classic. Uh, if I remember correctly, my aunt actually took me to see this in the theaters, which I guess I was three at that time. So, I don't really remember it. But, um, yeah, this was always a classic. I really love this movie just because it's, like, beautiful, um, you know, the way they make the ocean and in certain moments and stuff like that when you can see the sun shining down or, like, shining through the water and stuff like that. It just makes it all all lit up and just vibrant. I really love all the colors of, like, the coral and stuff like that and of all the different sea creatures. This is definitely one of the most beautiful Pixar movies. Right up there with Coco, for sure. Um, but yeah. I really do love this movie. And if you've never seen it, it's about Nemo, who is Marlin's son. And Marlin is this uh, constantly paranoid father because his wife and a bunch of the eggs were killed by an eel I think um and Nemo was the only one that survived so he's super protective of him and one day a diver ends up taking Nemo and so Marlin goes on an adventure to go find his son and he also picks up his friend Dory along the way played by America's sweetheart Ellen DeGeneres um but yeah I still love this movie having her in that movie doesn't bother me uh, and it shouldn't for other people either. Uh, I love the character of Dory. I think she's funny. And um, I don't know. The friendship between Marlon and Dory, I really love. They almost seem like they're in a romantic relationship. Except I think they're only, you know. I think they're just friends, <laughs> I guess. Because um, they never really touched on that. Uh but yeah, then there's Finding Dory, 2016. Again, America's Sweetheart, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, and this is basically about her trying to find her parents. And uh, yeah, this movie is pretty much as good as the original, I would say. Um, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't agree with me on that. But I'm going to say that I enjoyed it just as much as the just as much as the original and uh almost a bit more just a little bit um just because i loved all the like family stuff in here it really got to me and also baby dory was just adorable um but yeah you get your friend hank along the way which is an octopus which i guess can turn invisible but like what <laughs> Can Oct Octopi actually do that? Um, I didn't think they could. Maybe he's not an octopus. Maybe he's something else, but he looks like an octopus. Um, but, yeah, it's still a fun movie regardless. <laughs> uh, lots of fun characters. And, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Probably not my favorite Pixar movie. And I wouldn't say Finding Nemo is my favorite Pixar movie either. But it's definitely up there. Uh, next movie, Up. 
from 2009. Um, this movie has Carl, who's an old man who lives in a house, and he had his wife, Ellie, who passed away, I'm guessing from cancer, never had any kids, and uh, is just kind of living out the rest of his days in, in the house that he built with his wife. Really depressing. And uh, one day he decides to go out on an adventure that him and his wife planned to go to uh, Paradise Falls, I believe it's called. And uh, basically he rigs up a bunch of balloons and makes his house fly. And he flies there. And uh, he also has his, well, not really his friend, just kind of the kid that ended up you know, getting dragged into it, being on his porch when uh, he started flying away. Uh, his name is Russell, and he's pretty much a Boy Scout. I think they call them Wilderness Explorer, Wilderness Explorers. But yeah, basically, it's their adventure going to Paradise Falls and uh, meeting one of Carl's heroes and learning the lesson of never meet your heroes. Um and also you pick up Kevin, who's basically an ostrich, um, <clears throat> and also Doug, who's a dog, who has this collar that can make him talk, and he is hilarious. I love him. Um, but yeah, Up is a great movie. It's super emotional. At the end of the day, it's definitely one of the best. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I really suggest you go watch it. Uh, and the last Pixar movie I'm going to talk about today, and it's the last Pixar movie I need to review out of all of them on the show, uh, is Wally from 2008. Um, so yeah, this movie is about uh, way, way, way in the future when uh, people have left Earth and it's all full of trash and just polluted as hell. And... Uh, there's this robot Wally who is left to clean it all up and he likes to collect stuff and he has feelings and wants to feel love, but he's, he's the only one around really other than his, I believe he's a cockroach, his little cockroach friend. But yeah, one day a, uh, a robot shows up on a ship, um, named Eve and she's basically looking for any signs of life on earth. And uh, ends up finding it and goes back out into space. But Wally falls in love with her along the way and uh, ends up going with her to space, even though she doesn't know he goes with her. Um, and so it's just kind of him going into space, learning about what the humans are up to. They're all super fat and, you know, consuming their meals through a straw. Uh, not that they're all beat up or whatever, but. No, that's just how they like it. They like it all blended up and drinking it. Um, meal in a cup. But, yeah, they're all in these, like, levitating chairs and stuff. Never walk around. They're all fat. Um, but it's basically about them going back to Earth. And uh, Wally falling in love with Eve. And people kind of learning what it means to be human. That was really deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Wally. I have two more movies to talk about and then we'll be done. 
Um, thank you guys for sticking in there if you're still around. Uh, let me talk about Godmothered. This just came out like a day or two ago on Disney+. Plus. Um, it has Jillian Jacobs, I believe her, her name is, and Isla Fisher. Um, also the waitress from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But yeah, this movie is pretty fun. It's about uh, Jillian Jacobs. She's a godmother named Eleanor. And uh, Isla Fisher's character is named uh, Mackenzie. And basically, the motherland is where the godmothers live and learn to be godmothers. But nobody's been a godmother for years. And Jillian Jacobs ends up finding an old old uh, case and goes to try to be a godmother for Mackenzie. But she realizes that Mackenzie's all grown up. And uh, also it's the real world where there's cars and, you know, all sorts of random things that that uh, Eleanor has never seen. It reminds me a lot of uh, that movie Enchanted that came out, which, <laughs> funny enough, isn't that Isla Fisher who plays? Oh, my God, I think it is. That's funny. Oh my god, don't tell me it actually is. Wait, Enchanted. Because this is, this movie, okay, no, that was Amy Adams. Alright, this movie reminded me so much of Enchanted, I'm not gonna lie. Just the kind of, you know, fairy tale character coming into the real world and that culture shock. But, uh, this movie... Obviously, is different because it's about her being a godmother rather than a princess. But, yeah, Isla Fisher's character, Mackenzie, works at a news, a news station um, and is a single mother. Her husband died, I guess, in a car crash like a few years before this movie takes place. She has two kids and, an, I believe, uh, the waitress from... Always sunny in Philadelphia. I believe she's like the the aunt. And she's just like always around to help. Um, which honestly that is such a you know single parent family kind of thing. Having, having like an aunt or someone like that who's always around. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? trying to think if there's anything like else I should say about this movie really um but yeah basically she's just trying to make sure that Mackenzie can live her happily ever after um and uh yeah I mean it's a fun movie if you have kids they'll definitely like it especially if they're girls but not to say that boys can't enjoy it too but um, it's definitely more of a kind of girly thing to like princesses and stuff, or maybe maybe uh maybe your girls don't like princesses. Maybe they like superheroes more. Maybe or maybe your boys like princesses. I don't know. It is what it is. But you know, in that sense, it's definitely more for people who like princesses and stuff like that. And for me, it's not fully my thing. But I I still enjoyed it. Um, it's still pretty, you know, 
it's a kid's movie. And it's kind of funny because, like, I watched that in between watching Game of Thrones. So it's just like, this is so different. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Took place during Christmas, too, so I guess it can kind of be a Christmas movie if you want it to be. But, yeah, again, if you have kids, turn it on for them. Uh, if you don't have Disney Plus and you have kids, I suggest you get it. Um, and if you have that, or if you have cable instead of that, ditch cable. Get Disney Plus and, like, all the streaming services. You'll save so much money. That's what I do. Um, but, yeah. Last movie I'm going to talk about today is Super Intelligence. This came out on HBO Max um, this year, uh, pretty recently. It stars Melissa McCarthy and James Corden. James Corden plays the Super Intelligence, who uh, basically mimics, or not mimics, but he makes his voice after James Corden because it like calms Melissa McCarthy's character, um, which is pretty funny. But basically the whole thing is like he asks her if the world was ending, what would you want to do? And she's like, well, I'd try to make things right with my uh, my ex. And <coughs> sorry, it's all about the super intelligence basically trying to help her get back with her ex. Um, and also there's the FBI who's looking into this at the same time. Um Brian Tyree, oh, let me look it up, I'm gonna get it wrong, and the guy from fucking, oh, oh, also Happiest Season, I need to watch that, apparently, I'm trying to watch a bunch of fucking Christmas movies, looks like a good cast, um, sorry, got sidetracked, Super Intelligence, um, Brian, oh, come on. Don't be stupid. Sorry, my fucking... There we go. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, he's from Atlanta. He plays Paperboy. Um, he plays Dennis in this, and he's a... I think he works for, like, Google or something like that. Definitely, like, a tech guy. Um, and Carol, Melissa McCarthy's character, goes to him and is like, yo, I got this super intelligent shit. And, uh, basically he informs the FBI and all that. So that's where that comes in. Um, but for the most part, it's about Melissa McCarthy's character. Um, trying to get back with Bobby Cannavale's character, George, which is her ex. Um, or Cannavale, however you say it. Um... And the super super intelligence trying to help her do that. And uh, also kind of having... I, w I would say he, but like it kind of just mimics whoever it wants to. Um, but the super intelligence basically just wants... You know, it has its own motives on the side that it doesn't tell Carol about. Overall, it's a pretty inconsequential film. It sounds like it's you know, something huge and could end in catastrophe. But honestly, the way they wrap it up is pretty, pretty tame. And I feel like they could have gone a little bit, uh, I don't know, 
just judging from the fucking the the poster of it like the background is all doomsday and shit and like crumbled buildings but really in the end of it like i i don't want to spoil it really but like really just kind of didn't have any consequences in the end um which is fine i'm not i I don't have a problem with that but at the same time it just kind of like undermines the whole super intelligence aspect of of the movie where it's supposed to be this big thing that could end the world but really it's just kind of a cheap ending a little bit but for the most part I liked it just because it remained lighthearted and it wasn't trying to be anything super fucking you know apocalyptic or fucking crazy it's trying to be like kind of a simple sci-fi slash romance comedy and uh I had fun with it and I haven't watched a lot of Melissa McCarthy's movies really but I liked her in this I liked Bobby Cannavale or Cannavale or however Ville or however you want to say it they had really good chemistry in this movie um yeah it was fun if you have HBO Max I recommend you check it out it's nothing uh nothing too crazy just based on like the the trailers alone you'd think that it's this big fucking sci-fi thing but really it, it's pretty tame and lighthearted. so it is only PG, so it's, I mean, how crazy could it really be? But, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. A lot more than I kind of thought I would. Um, so, yeah, I would check it out if you have HBO Max and are interested. Um, not for everybody, but still. Uh, I give everything a shot, so I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so this is it for the episode Next week, I'll be back to talk about all the fucking Disney movies that have had live-action remakes and comparing the two. Um, And I'll also talk about episode 7 of The Mandalorian. Don't know the title of it yet. Don't know the director or the writer or anything. um, Because they don't announce it until the day of. But, yeah, I'll be reviewing that as well. Um... As always, or every week, it's on. Which, it's only gonna be two more episodes, right? I think it's like eight episodes, or maybe ten episodes. I think it's ten episodes. But yeah, it's it's starting to wrap up. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. I don't think so. I think I kind of covered most of it earlier. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna plug my social media now. Uh, I'm on Instagram at pop underscore culture underscore podcast. And, uh, if you go to the link in the bio, it leads you to my website where you can find where else to listen to this podcast. Uh, also where else to follow me, um, a link to the merch store and also how to get in contact with me. Um, also you can follow me on Facebook it's at Pop Culture Podcast. Used to be at Pop Culture Podcast SH, but it's now just at Pop, Col- at Pop Culture Podcast for those of you who haven't had that update yet. Um, 
But yeah, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. My voice hurts. I'm tired. Thank you. Good night. (laughs)